guys, welcome back to Real Talk with Real Sisters, where we have conversations about the real stuff in life. Everything from relationships, health, faith, and everything in between. So today we're gonna be getting a little bit more personal and talking about some deeper stuff, uh, just about God's timing and how it's definitely better than our own timing. And I just wanted to start off by saying that Brooke and I are going to share our different experiences with God's timing. Brooke will share second, I'll share first, and we'll just share how we believe that God's timing is best. And um, I guess I'll just start off with saying how we are not trained to be patient. It's not something that we love to do. And I honestly tell John all the time that the word of my life is patience. I should probably get it like tattooed on me somewhere and maybe I will someday. Uh, just because it's hard to wait for basically everything in life, whether that's a job, a relationship, children, money. And I remember being so distraught during the longest single season in my life. I mean, except for when I was like a kid. So basically, like after I first started dating when I was 18, um, I had a single period where I was single for about three years. And this was be right before I met John. And it's not really a long time, but for someone who is ready to find their love and start living their life with a companion, every month seemed like an eternity. And during these three years, I struggled the most with my health, both physically and mentally. And I tried to focus my energy and time on like going to the gym five days a week, working, and then spending time with friends on the weekend. My body did not like this. And even though I looked healthy and fit, I had lost my menstrual cycle for one of those years. And this was not something... I wanted to struggle with since I wanted to have a family of my own. Like that's the worst news that you could possibly hear. I mean, or in this case, news that you're not seeing. So I did so much research on how to get it back. And that's another story in itself. Um, But I eventually did have a normal cycle again. But the process was mentally draining. And I went through just a lot of depression and questions about my life path, if I should be living in New York or if I should be going to move to my dream state of Arizona or Florida, or if I should even be working for my sister or going back to college, if I was just meant to be a single traveler and just like travel the world and travel the U.S., Or if I should go intern for a church in another state and possibly meet people there and maybe even meet my future husband. Like I I remember I always said, my husband is not in the city that I'm living in currently. He's not even in like New York. Um, But here we are. He was here the whole time. Mm. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the list of possibilities in my brain were just endless of the things that I thought I should be doing. And I probably had all of these thoughts and emotions because my hormones were just so off during that time. 
And I want to share a few of my journal entries from these years because I think there's something really beautiful about seeing past pain and being able to learn from it. So I'm going to read a journal entry from August 1st of 2017. I say, a new month, a fresh start again. It's crazy how fast this summer has gone. I don't even feel like it has began. I've been really depressed the past week. I don't know what is going on, really. All I can do is hope that it is all hormonal and my period is making a comeback. It's been 10 months now since I've had a regular cycle. I think that's why I'm so depressed. I've lost control. I can't make myself better no matter how hard I try. I can't control my weight gain that is occurring because of my missing cycle. There's nothing I can do about my health and I feel burnt out and defeated. I finally made a doctor's appointment, but they can't see me until the end of October. That will be the one-year mark of no period. That's really scary to me. Tomorrow marks one year of being single. Blank came into the cafe today, but I didn't say a whole ton. Obviously, he knows. I think that's another thing that's making me depressed. I subconsciously feel like I'm not good enough for someone else. I think I have a lot of body positivity issues that I have gained during all this weight I've put on. I don't feel pretty and I don't feel worthy, even though I know I'm worthy. I don't feel it. Is that even possible to know that something is true yet not being able to feel it? And that was the beginning of my health problems and the loneliness that I experienced. It was only the beginning. Once my hormones were back on the right track, I had the worst eczema I have ever experienced. If you don't know what eczema is, it's basically itchy rashes that don't heal up and can be triggered by a ton of different factors. It could be food, depression, weather, type of clothing you wear, allergies, etc. And once you get a patch of eczema, it's hard to get rid of. So in more of my research, I realized I needed to drastically change my diet to help my liver and to see if I was sensitive to any foods. So more waiting. I kept telling myself no one is going to want to go out on a date with me when my skin looks like this. Literally, it spread all over my upper lips and ears and face. It was just so unbearable. And I had to write words of affirmations all over my mirror to help me see the beauty in myself. And honestly, I grew really close to God because I learned that my beauty was in him and he saw me as his amazing daughter. Just thinking back to that time and all the emotional turmoil I went through is very emotional for me and it makes me emotional just thinking about it. Um, So I'm going to read another entry from November 3rd, 2017. So just a few months later. I said, this week has been super emotional one with lots of tears and carrying around an aching heart. I feel like I'm still not living to my fullest potential, merely working at a coffee shop and not making a difference in the world. I feel undesirable most days and wonder why no one sees the beauty in me that God sees. That's really the only thing that has kept me going, knowing that God thinks I am beautiful despite my acne prone skin my eczema, my irregular period, my extra fat, my goalless life, etc. It makes me cry just thinking about it. No one else may see the beauty in me, but God thinks I am his most beautiful creation inside and out. 
God really was an anchor for me during this time. And one of the lowest points was on November 29th of that same year. And just to forewarn you, this is kind of intense. So if you are struggling with depression, then maybe, I don't know, maybe I would listen to it. Maybe I wouldn't, but it's just, it's very personal. So just be warned. So on November 29th, 2017, I said, some days I just want to effing die. Today is one of those days. I keep thinking that if I didn't have God in my life, I would have swallowed the bottle already. It's a pretty twisted thought, but it's true. For some reason, life just seems so much heavier for me. No one understands me or how I feel. I think that's the worst part about it. I spend my days alone thinking about how many problems I have. Then when it comes time to talk, everything just blows up. I wish I could change. I just don't know how I change the way I think or the actions I have to take. I guess that's why it seems easier to end my life. That's pretty selfish of me, though. God save me. I don't know what I'm doing with this life. It all seems worthless. What the heck am I here for? And then on December 8th, 2017, just like about a week later, I said... I feel really at a loss for words and feelings the past few weeks. No motivation to go out and drive for Uber, because that's what I used to do, (laughs) to work out, to run, to clean, to work, etc. All I feel like doing is sipping hot cocoa while watching Netflix. Is that bad? I don't really feel like hanging out with anyone unless they are in my close circle. Although I don't feel like socializing tonight, I still feel lonely, unproductive, sad, If our bathtub worked, tonight would be the night that I would have really needed to use it. I guess I'm really not doing that horribly. I just feel unproductive. Like, this is what I want to be doing, but I don't feel like it's what I should be doing. I blame my wonderful, overachieving mother for that. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, this was a really hard time in my life, and I was in a season of waiting. Waiting for my health to be better. Waiting for my skin to clear up waiting for relief, waiting for my emotions to get in check and to feel more like myself, waiting for that perfect job opportunity, which just lets you know there is no perfect job, and then also waiting for my future husband. If I did not have God and his word to lean on, who knows what my life would look like now? I met John officially in March of 2019, right after a very healing and relaxing trip to Mexico the month before. I was 99% healed of my excruciating eczema and felt healthier than ever. I was happy being single. I was okay with the path that I was on. And later in that same year, I transitioned into a different job. But if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or know me in real life, you know that it's not really greener on the other side. And there are days I wish I could go back to the cafe and work for my sister, even though I still believe I made the right decision. It's just not always as good as you think. So I'm in a waiting season again, and I truly do believe that in life you will always be living in those in-between moments because we're always working towards something. God created us to be driven and passionate So now I'm waiting on his timing with my photography business. 
and he has been faithful in providing weddings for me to shoot this year and has given me the ability to go part-time at my current job next month, which is really exciting. And I'm so thankful for the fruit to come and I know that he will continue to be faithful as long as I am patient and trust in his timing. And obviously my past is proof for me that he always has a bigger plan. Out of all that pain and suffering that I went through the last or over those three years and even before that, because, you know, life is just filled with pain. um, It's just proof to me that God has given me so many things that looking back, I would have never thought that God would provide me with such an amazing life. And I'm just really thankful for the seemingly easy thing of just being patient, but it's just amazing looking back and just reading those journal entries had me really emotional the other day as we were preparing for this podcast. And I'm just really thankful for how God has brought me to where I am now. And so that's where we transition into Brooke. And uh, I can't wait to hear about your experience in being patient in God's timing. Well, let me just say it's very hard to follow that. (laughs) I almost (laughs) wish I had gone first. Um, But here we are. I'm going to talk about how I had to trust God's timing with my job. And definitely not as powerful a story, I think, as Emily's, but the same lesson is still there. So last year in January, I applied to be a wedding stylist at a local wedding venue. I was hired and planned on starting the job in May and transitioning out of the role of manager at our family's coffee shop. But then in March, um, at the beginning of March, we found out that my sister Taylor was pregnant with her second child. And then shortly after, all of us also found out about COVID. At first, I was kind of like thinking that COVID wouldn't be that big a deal as we all were. And then as the months rolled by, it became more and more clear that I just was not going to have the wedding job starting in 2020. I wasn't going to have the year that I thought it was going to be. At the time, I was super frustrated. I was confused and I felt let down. Like God had initially said yes and then all of a sudden was saying no. Like he had changed his mind. But what he was really saying was not yet. And now looking back, if I had started the wedding job last year, it would have been harder on my sister Taylor to try to scramble with finding a new manager and having another baby and working a ton while pregnant. Instead, God keeping me where I was provided a lot of peace for all of those new transitions that were happening. Even though something new is exciting, and an opportunity to grow and learn more, sometimes staying put is the place you grow the most because it's not always exciting. It's not always fun and new. (laughs) And honestly, it can sometimes be a drag. But God still uses those moments to teach us to wait on him and ultimately to teach us that he's the most important thing in our life, not a new opportunity happening when we want it to. So it's really hard to hear a not yet especially living in a culture that encourages a quick-paced lifestyle. Immediate fulfillment of a want, dream, or desire is what we're used to. I just think of when we sit down to eat at a restaurant. 
If the waiter doesn't come to our table with our food within 20 minutes, we start to get really impatient. Or if a tab on our internet browser doesn't load in five seconds, we close it or we refresh it frustrated. But somehow God calls us to wait on almost everything in life. As Emily mentioned earlier in the podcast, and I've mentioned this in previous podcast episodes, but I have a theory that I think one of God's favorite ways to grow us is in the waiting. I mean, an example of this is that we had to wait for Jesus to be born, and then another 30 years before he died for us, and now, again, we're waiting for him to return. And then there's all the little things in our life that he wants us to wait for. And to be honest, right when the waiting stops for one thing, it picks right back up for something else. (laughs) Because we're honestly never truly satisfied with the earthly things that we wait for. We will only really be satisfied with what God has to offer us. I'm probably the most impatient and most frustrated in the waiting when I forget what God has done in my past as I've waited on his timing. So this is something that I've just recently learned, but when I remember things that God has provided for me, things that God has pulled through for me, it helps me get through the waiting process. For example, I remember getting into a relationship and it was very clear to me that the timing was off, but I did what I wanted anyways. Eventually I caught on to what God was trying to tell me and Once I realized it and actually obeyed him in what he was trying to tell me to do by breaking up with this person, I've never, ever felt as much peace as when I gave up my timing and leaned into his. I know that sounds wicked cliche, but there's seriously nothing like that peace, I'm telling you. So I encourage you to try to remember a time that he provided something for you or showed up in some way. And if you're waiting on something and it gets hard, just remind yourself of that time he's followed through. So it's probably one of the hardest things to master, the art of waiting. But thankfully, God doesn't leave us in the waiting. He's called Emmanuel for a reason. God with us. He walks through those waiting moments, those not yet moments, to help us grow closer to him. Brooke, that was awesome. I... am just always floored by how God can work through our seasons of waiting. And I just wanted to add to like reading these journal entries and hearing each other's stories. No one would know that we were going through pain, like the pain that I felt. No one except for maybe you and Taylor. Yeah. Our sister would know the type of feeling, feelings that we're having. And so that just goes to show that There could be people around you who are suffering some serious pain, whether that's with waiting for something, being patient, or I don't know, it could literally be anything because there's so many things in life and so many variables that you don't know what people are going through in the day-to-day. And it's just a reminder to be kind and for those people that maybe you're not super close with, but you're friends with, just a reminder to reach out to them, to ask them how they're doing, um, to just check in, especially this past year with not being able to hang out with people as much, not getting together. Um, Just a reminder to check in on people and to make sure that they are mentally 
doing okay. Yeah. Because even even knowing you, Emily, and being your sister and hearing some of the things that you were going through, those journal entries go way more into depth than like you shared with us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we kind of knew, but we didn't know like the full extent. I also feel like we are such self-centered creatures that we just forget to think about others because we're just so caught up in ourselves. Oh, totally. So I mean, even me, so obviously I didn't share everything with you guys and you knew how discontent I was with my own life, but I didn't share these deep thoughts that I was having and that's almost selfish too because I was Mm. keeping everything to myself Mm. and that's a part of my personality that over the past few years I've been trying to work on opening up more especially being in a marriage and like having to speak my emotions um and like be open Mm -hmm. to John about things um it's just selfish to keep your thoughts and your true feelings to yourself but that's what I was doing during that time and that's how I would express it is through my journal um so yeah obviously you guys knew that I was discontent with my life and like my eczema and my cycle all those issues that I was having but there were definitely deeper issues that were going on in my life that I selfishly kept to myself Mm mm-hmm Do you, would you say, if you were going back to that old self, would you tell yourself to tell others what you, like the depth of what you were going through? I think if I was the person that I am today, I would be more open to sharing. But I think that's because I have a totally different support system and even our relationship as sisters has changed Mm -hmm. too. Um, so I think just with the way my life is now, I would be different and open up a little bit more, but I also think I am the way that I am today because of that past experience. Hmm. Like I grew from that, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I remember too, like, I mean, during the three years that I was single, you were in a relationship for a time during that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that also made me feel more, not like separated from you, but just like more, it made me do things more on my own. And so I think that did not help the situation for me keeping things to myself. Yeah. I felt, I've definitely felt very disconnected from you and from Taylor um, from my whole family, to be honest. And it was 100% my fault. 100%. Um, so I would say it's like, it, there's all kinds of factors that play into disconnection with people. And like, it all turned out the way that it did and it's fine. And now Mm -hmm. we're here being able to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, I'm just a huge advocate for, even if like, Let's say you and I were not in a space for you to open up about those things to me. I would have I would have encouraged somebody like you who's who's going through those thoughts, those really dark thoughts to tell somebody, even if it's like a professional or if it's um somebody you respect in your church. 
It's um, funny because I did actually tell like a doctor. So when I went to the oh. doctor in in that October to like, so I hadn't been to a doctor since I was like going into college. So I must have been, I had just turned 18, I think, because I had to get a checkup for my college. Like I had to get all those shots and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and at the time, let's see, 2017. So it was like four and a half years ago. So I was like 22. Yeah, I was like 22. So it had been four years since I had been to a doctor. So I actually did go to this doctor to try to figure out like what was going on with my hormones. Mm. And the nurse practitioner that was just doing like the entry level questions about my life, like do I smoke, do I drink, do I drink coffee, you know, my weight, height, all that stuff because I'd never been to like an adult doctor and I mm-hmm. I'd just been to a pediatrician. Um, so they were doing all these intake questions and then I told the nurse about like why I was there and like how I hadn't had a cycle and he I don't know why he asked me this questionnaire, but he asked he did this questionnaire that was like an anxiety and depression questionnaire and he was like none of this is 100% accurate like it just kind of gives us an idea of where you're where you are um and he asked me the question of have you ever thought about taking your own life and i just started bawling in this doctor's mm-hmm. office like because the answer was yes like and i didn't want to admit that yeah and obviously he was like so nice he was like you know you can tell me like this is a safe place like i'm not going to tell anybody this is just for the questionnaire um and they ended up diagnosing me with like mild anxiety and mild depression which i don't know like i know our dad suffers a little bit with seasonal depression mm-hmm. but i don't know i still to this day don't know if that's like completely accurate because because i didn't have a cycle i don't know if my hormones were just like really yeah. whacked mm-hmm. and i was just going through a lot um but they did recommend me to see a therapist and I ended up going to like the intake session for that as well and basically hated it <laughs> like I spilled my guts I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life like mm. I don't know if I should be where I'm living or if I should be moving and She basically just said, yeah, that's very normal to feel like that. We can definitely help you. Here are our offices. You can schedule an appointment at one of our offices and um, we'll fit you with somebody who's available, a therapist that's available. I'm like, okay, well, what was the point in going to this session? Like I thought this was going to be like a therapy session. It was basically them just charging me. $150 to tell me that I'm unwell enough to go to one of their offices. So that was like annoying for me. And I know one of my other friends recommended someone who she had actually been to 
or she had been going to them. I don't know if she'd been going to them recently, but this one woman um, was her therapist and she recommended her to me, but I never ended up going. I don't know. Hmm. I know that therapy can be really good, especially in the time that I was going through. I feel like it would have been beneficial and I was just too much of a money saver. And so... You were like, I can handle this on my own. Yeah, I knew that I would have to pay out of pocket for any session that I went to. And that would probably cause me more stress. Mm. Even though I'm sure it would have been beneficial, just the thought of that caused me stress. And I was like, I I can't even think about like paying $200 or whatever for this private practice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is a little bit ridiculous. Sometimes the costs of therapists can be outrageous. And I always say, like, you guys are my therapist. Like, yeah. I get to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, but then sometimes you need somebody that's not even, doesn't, is not related to you, is like a third party, doesn't know mm-hmm. anybody that you're talking about, doesn't mm-hmm. have a bias, you know? Yeah, I can see the benefit to that. Yeah. I've always wanted to talk to a therapist just be out of curiosity. Yeah. And like, what does it do for me? What, how will it feel to like get some things off my chest to somebody who doesn't know my friend group or, well, is not going to judge me, I guess. Like, I don't, or I know that you guys won't judge me either, but it's like this internal fear of like, but then what will they think of me if I say this? And what will they, how will it change their view of me and blah, blah, blah. Mm. You just have like all these fears. And then if you're just going to somebody who doesn't know you and is not going to care, it's like very freeing feeling. So I've always wanted to just try it out just for the heck yeah. of it. I mean, if you have the money or if your insurance covers it, I'd right. say go for it yes because i think it could be really beneficial definitely as you were talking about your eczema too i thought of um i've actually struggled with really bad acne on my cheeks and this was wasn't it after you got done with your eczema because um i don't remember i think i remember going to you about it and you were like well i know how it feels like remember my eczema and oh yeah yeah because I would oh yes I do remember this mm -hmm. I remember you like literally coming to me and being like I hate the way my face looks and I'm like girl tell me about it I had like rashes all over my face that would ooze but then you told me you were like just I think you did say like be patient or like it's not forever or something like that right like this will pass I think it was one of my great friends from the cafe and I had went into the cafe on my day off and it was just a bad eczema day mm. and she was in the cafe at the time and she was like oh how are you doing and I I was real with her I was like oh I'm not I'm not doing well um and you could it was very evident on my face I didn't have any makeup on um So it was evident that there was rashes on my face. And so she knew what was going on. And I had been pretty open with her about stuff too. I mean, I would consider her like 
a mini therapist too because when I worked in the cafe she would always talk to me about like my hopes and dreams and hard things in my life um and I think she was the one that told me that day that this is only a season it's not going to be like this forever like you're working to make it better so Mm -hmm. it's not going to last and that really gave me hope just thinking because she I think she even said like look back to your past hardships and you can remember that those didn't last forever either like you overcame them Mm -hmm. and I I really think that stuck with me like wow this is not going to be forever like I'm working to make myself healthier to make my skin better and I know I know even though there is no end in sight I know that it's not going to be like this forever yeah yeah definitely I think that's probably the biggest lesson to learn is like look back at what God has done Mm -hmm. and have it remind you of what he's going to do again yeah it's just crazy to to think of like the past I know I haven't really reflected on it in a long time probably since I've been married and since COVID and stuff I, I just haven't reflected on anything so it's just crazy to think back of what life was and even though like my job is very annoying right now <laughs> I I just can't can't help but be thankful for the season that I'm in right now even though I know it's not going to be forever. It's not mm-hmm. a forever thing. So I just want to end this podcast by reading out a section of the song Seasons by Hillsong. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely should. I know it's like a Christmas song, but they, I listen to it all months of the year. <laughs> so for anyone who needs some encouragement today, uh, these lyrics are really powerful. So it goes, If all I know of harvest is that it's worth my patience, then if you're not done working, God, I'm not done waiting. I just want to take a second and say I love that part of the song where it says, if you're not done working, then I'm not done waiting. Because it makes me feel like there's, it reminds me that there's purpose in the waiting. There's work being done. Mm. I just love that. So it continues. You can see my promise even in the winter because you're the God of greatness, even in a manger. For all I know of seasons is that you take your time. You could have saved us in a second. Instead, you sent a child. I just find that so powerful. Hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, feel free to leave us a review. It really helps out a lot and we would really appreciate it. And if you'd like to participate in a future podcast where we have um, questions that go out, you can follow us on our Instagram at Real Talk Real Sisters or at Emily Beausoleil or at Brooke underscore Alisa. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye guys.